things have been intensifying in Ukraine to the point where areas that, yes, have had to put up with blackouts, had to put out with um, all kinds of shortages, had to put out up with the occasional missile strike. Um, but it was a pretty scary affair in Odessa, where our friend Adam Zivo lives. And Adam Zivo joins us right now. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so what has it been like in the past little while in Odessa? Well, I want to clarify that the drone strikes that happened recently weren't in Odessa itself. They were in the Odessa region, uh, predominantly on ports on the Danube River, about three hours to the west on the border of Romania. So the city hasn't really experienced those strikes. But what I'll say is that there's a sense of unease. Uh, so back in July, there were a series of major strikes that happened over the course of a week that uh, obviously really stressed people out. No one could sleep. Uh, every single night they were hearing explosions. Uh, one of those missiles hit a very prominent cathedral downtown. Uh, things have gotten a bit more quiet recently. Uh, about two weeks ago, we were all kept up by the fact that there were about four missiles heading in the area. But we have good interior defense systems, so we're fairly confident that they can be intercepted. Uh, but this lull, you know, that we're experiencing, we don't know how long it'll last for. And everyone's very mindful of the fact that there could always be more strikes coming soon. The Ukrainians have been, have shown incredible resolve in all of this, but at the same time, I mean, it's just relentless, this grinding war between Russia and Ukraine, where every single day people on both sides are dying. So I wonder if you can give us a bit of a pulse on, you know, morale and, and how the general public reflects on all of this. I think the general public feels that victory is their only solution because they're very aware of what happens to areas that are put under, under Russian control. We've seen uh, what the Russians have done in areas that have been liberated. We've seen the torture camps. We've heard from people who have escaped occupation. It's not pretty. And the best way to describe it would be genocidal. You're having children being deported uh, en masse by the tens of thousands to be adopted by Russian parents, essentially the modern equivalents of Canada's 60s scoop. You're having the Ukrainian language and Ukrainian culture being decimated and extinguished in parts that are under Russian control. So everyone knows that they have to fight for as long as they can and not to cede any land. Uh, but there's exhaustion because the deaths are piling up. And I have friends who volunteer for the army and produce material for soldiers. And, you know, we have coffee and they'll show us their Facebook and they'll show a list of friends and they'll say, yeah, this person's dead, this person's dead, this person's dead. The death is everywhere. And, you know, I don't expect you to be a mind reader, but one has to wonder what Vladimir Putin thinks about that, you know, having put... Ukraine through this grinder that he thinks maybe he can still win and that Ukrainians would go, okay, that's good. We're Russians now. Well, the thing is that there there isn't an expectation that Ukrainians living under occupied land will eventually accept Russian rule en masse. That's why there's been reports of Russian propagandists and Russian government officials talking about mass deportation of Ukrainians who live in these lands, uh, because that's historically what the Russians have done to gain control over new territory. You saw, you saw that in Crimea, 
where in the mid 20th century, Crimean Tatars, the indigenous population there was, you know, they were deported en masse and half of them died as they were relocated to Central Asia. So essentially, it's the recreation of these old school colonial uh, mechanisms that replaced the local population with the colonizers population. Uh, in terms of what Putin, you know, is probably hoping for, most people assume that he's waiting out for the next U.S. election, because if the Republicans come into power, given their uh, increasing hostility towards Ukraine, that might be game over for Kyiv if you, if the Americans cut off their their military support. Adam, thanks for this. Good to talk with you again. Good to talk to you as well. Adam Zivo writes for the National Post. He is a Canadian now living in Odessa.